Welcome into the Internal Show. It is Tuesday, August 29th, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, that is. Still Miami, Florida. Will be for a while now. Um, and the Vikings can't win a preseason game. They never will. I don't know what's going on. Um, well, I do know what's going on. But um, lost again to the Cardinals. We'll go over that. Twins... Had a good week overall against the Rangers. They just lost to the Guardians, but beat the Guardians last night, so not a lot of change there. A um, little bit of basketball news, just a little bit. Um, and then we have Mason Opine, Loon Moe, on to talk about our, uh, our fantasy football league and the Ryder Cup picks for the United States. Came out this morning. Brooks Kepka got the nod, among others. Um, I don't remember the entire list. Ricky, JT, Brooks, um, Sam Burns, Colin Morikawa. I'm missing one. That was new. It's right. That'll happen. Um, I'll go over the entire list with Lynn Mo, Mason Opine. Um, yeah, let's get into it. The Vikings, uh, lost by a point to the Cardinals. Did not watch the game. I don't really care anymore, honestly. Um, we're nine days away from football, from real football. Probably 12 days away from Vikings football. Did I count that right? Not sure. Um, so yeah, the preseason isn't really getting me going at this rate. Um, there is news in, in Vikings world, though, um, just like every other team, they their 53-man roster has been finalized, or at least their initial 53-man has been finalized. So I'll just go through it real quickly, give some quick thoughts. Um, at quarterback. Oh, my gosh, my Starby's, Starby's breakfast sandwich is coming up. Anyway, um, quick thoughts. Quarterbacks are kept three. Cousins, obviously, Mullins and Hall. Wave Jordan Tomu. That's obviously the one to wave. Um, keeping three is interesting. Haven't always done that. I think they like the idea of Jaron Hall developing, which is more they could say for Kellen Mond, at least. So um, that is what it is. Running backs, only three here, which is maybe less than usual. Um, Alexander Madison, Kenny Wangwu, Ty Chandler. It's not a lot of depth at that position. I'll say that right now. Um, Chandler looked decent, but not particularly exciting. Um, Nwangwu was fine, has been fine. He's not big enough to carry any kind of big load. Obviously, if Madison's healthy, he's going to be the main guy. He's going to be the Dalvin Cook. Obviously, he's not that, but um, he's going to be the main guy. Um, But if he goes down, you kind of worry what's left. Um, Cut Dwayne McBride out of Abram Smith and Aaron Dykes. Dwayne McBride, I thought, was playing decently, but didn't want to keep him. CJ Ham at fullback, obviously. Receivers kept six. Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne are listed as the starters at a camp. Jordan Addison is third. Jalen Naylor, Brandon Powell, and Jalen Rager to finish off. Rager ranked last is a tough look for him, but he's a big special teams guy these days anyway. Um, notable cuts, Tristan Jackson and Thayer Thomas. 
were guys that heard a little bit of buzz about during camp. Um, I think Trisha Jackson got hurt, and that kind of hurt that his chances there. Um, but yeah, not. I mean, the six receivers and only making so much difference anyway. Tight end kept four. T.J. Hawkinson, obviously Oliver, Josh Oliver is a new tight end. Could be exciting. Um, Johnny Munt and Nick Muse are really boring, but here they are. Um, really nothing notable here. Offensive line only kept eight. At a, posi- at a position or a position group where the team isn't already isn't very good, they've now only kept eight, and I think ten and eleven or at least nine is usual or more typical. Um, think about it, if you keep ten, you have a backup at every position. Um, if you keep eight. You're trying to hope that, you know, some of these backups can play multiple positions. And we've seen that a little bit with Austin Schlotman when he had to play. I think they made him play, like, backup guard or something, and it was terrible. Um, I might have made that up. But Derisaw, Ezra Cleveland, Bradbury, Gary Bradbury, Ed Ingram, and Brian O'Neill are the starters. That's from left to right across the line. Then Schlotman, Blake Brandel, who I don't know, and Ole Udo, who's played a lot at left tackle at points with injuries, um, are the backups. Got rid of Josh Sokol, Jack Snyder, Alan Ali, Jared Williams, and Christian DeLauro. I don't know any of those names, but um, I know coming out or hearing things out of camp that the offensive line wasn't always particularly great. So we'll uh, we'll see about all that. Um, Chris Reed got injured. That was probably a big depth piece that um, will be unfortunate not to have. But I don't know to the extent of that injury, but at least the season won't have that. Defensive line and outside linebackers are kind of all the same thing. Um, Vikings play base 3-4, so then some of the outside linebackers are just edge rushers anyway. Um, so they're, like, not marked as D-linemen, but they do exactly what they do. Anyway, um, of the inside guys, kept Dean Lowry, Harrison Phillips, Kyrus Tonga, Jonathan Bullard, and Jacqueline Roy. First of all, Jacqueline's a Jacqueline. I don't know if it's supposed to be Jacqueline or Jacqueline. It's spelled exactly like Jacqueline when that's a girl's name, so I don't... We have a girl playing interior defensive line, so that's cool. Um, very progressive of us. We cut Ross Blacklock, who I thought was going to be a thing. Um, I was hearing things that Ross Blacklock was going to be a thing. Apparently, he's not a thing. Um, well, I got to text Loon Mo back. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I thought Ross Blacklock was going to be a thing. Apparently, he's not a thing. Outside linebackers, again, these are just edge rushers mostly. Marcus Davenport and Daniil Hunter are starting. DJ Wanham, Pat Jones, and Andre Carter are also on the team. Um, it's a whole lot of mid on the entire front seven, except for Daniil Hunter. Um, so, I mean, we'll see, but... Luigi Villain was cut, and I thought he was supposed to be a thing, too. So, I mean, maybe he was... I think he was playing well in preseason, but, you know, there's only so many you can keep. Um, 
inside linebackers, this is where um, UDFA Ivan Pace, who was huge all camp, people talking about him, he's going to play a lot. Um, he made the team, obviously. Um, alongside Jordan Hicks and Brian Asimo, those two are marked as the starters. Brian Asimo is, was injured all camp, but he's still a starter. He'll be back, I guess. Um, and then Troy Dye as well. He's a returner. Got rid of Troy Reader and Tanner Vallejo. Um, and Wilson Huber and some of these people. I don't know who they are. Um, cornerbacks. Kept five, which I think is more than usual. No, it's not. Six safeties they kept. That's more than usual. Um, but five corners. Byron Murphy and Caleb Evans are marked as starters. Andrew Booth Jr. is probably going to be a nickel, so he's going to be around a lot. Mikai Blackman and Najee Thompson are the other two. Um, Blackman, I believe... I might have made that up. Is this a, is this a new draft pick? Did I make that up? I don't know. Somebody tell me if I made that up. Um... Waved a bunch of guys who have no names who aren't very good at the sport. Um, it doesn't really matter. Safeties, we kept six, which is a lot. Because he only played two at a time. Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum are the starters, obviously. Josh Metellus, Lewisine, Jay Ward, and Theo Jackson. I think a lot of these guys are going to be playing a lot of special teams. Um, Lewisine marked as fourth on the depth chart, at least on this initial 53, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. It might just mean... He's the second free safety versus Josh Mantellis being the second strong side safety. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, obviously, Harrison Smith is who he is. Cam Bynum has been starting safety for a year or two now, so not a whole lot of surprise there. Lewis Seen just doesn't seem to be becoming what we want him to become, but it is what it is. Um, long snapper DePaula. Kicker Greg Joseph Punter Ryan Wright. Ryan Wright. Um, that's all the same as last year, and so that's not a, little, a lot to be all that excited about because they were boring in mid last year, but whatever. I guess kickers can only be so exciting. So it is what it is. Ryan Wright was pretty good at Punter. But yeah. So that's the 53 man roster. Just first initial thoughts. We'll go into a um, deeper dive next week. Um, I keep saying I'm going to do that, and we're going to finally do it next week, I think. Um, yeah. Other football news, though. Trey Lance has uh, found a trade to the Dallas Cowboys, where he will um, be the backup to Dak Prescott. Let me remind myself of the of the um, of the terms of this trade. Trey Lance trade on Google. Nothing I like more than Googling during a podcast. Um, a little bit of an interesting fit for Dallas. Um, on the surface, you're like, yeah, Dak Prescott's too good to ever worry about the backup kind of becoming a thing. Like, if Trey Lance were to go to Tampa Bay, like, there's obviously a quarterback competition right away because Baker Mayfield just kind of know what he is and what he isn't. In theory, Dak Prescott is above that, but there's been times when he hasn't played very well where people start woofing about 
whether Dak Prescott should be the starting quarterback anymore. And I think bringing in a at least high-profile backup doesn't necessarily do them that many favors in Dallas. I think Ben DiNucci is the exact type of backup they ought to have had. Um, that type of guy. Um, but I guess Dak's injured a lot and you need a backup. I don't know. You need an option. But I don't know if the trade makes a whole lot of sense. Obviously, it makes sense for the Niners. they got to get rid of something they're not going to use. Trey Lance-wise, I don't think having a backup where being a backup where there's a clear starter is exactly what he would have wanted. I don't know that he's ready to give up the idea of being a starter. Feels a lot like Zach Wilson at this point, to be fair. Um, and you might have hoped that he could battle it out against somebody. But also for Dallas, I just don't think that former number two pick that had a lot of sort of news around him is exactly the guy you want to bring into your quarterback room where people are already questioning Dak every now and then. And... Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Saw a tweet that was like the first interception that Dak throws. Like they're going to be going crazy for Trey Lance. That might have been something I heard on a competing po- competitors podcast, honestly. But let's find these terms here, huh? Just two days after demoting him, the Niners traded Lance to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. So you trade up three. You trade three first-round picks up to draft him. End up trading him for a fourth-round pick. That's tough. That is tough. It's not the type of trade you'd see on draft day. Oh, wait, it kind of was. Anyway, terrible movie. Actually, that should be a post-game. I already recorded this week's post-game. I need all the loon heads to rewatch draft day, and I'm going to go off on it next week in the post-game. Anyway. Trey Lance to the Cowboys. Seems like the NDSU quarterbacks are low-key dying off one by one. Um, there's a there's a bigger question on this that I want to spend more t- that I want to spend time on. But the question is: Is Easton Stick the most successful NDSU quarterback? That's the question. I don't know the answer right now. I think maybe. Um, but let's go to baseball. The Twins, as of 20 minutes ago or something like that, are 4-2. and two. They were 4-1, and one, lost to the Guardians tonight. 4-2 and two in their last, uh, since we last recorded. Um, really good series against Texas. I, uh, you know, talked last week about how most important games of the season are right in front of us against a good team and against the division rival and the only one challenging for the division crown at this point. Um caught Texas at a good time to be fair they went on like a seven game losing streak but if you're part of that seven game losing streak that you take credit for that too you know um definitely got him at a good time but um took three or four from Texas nonetheless um and then won the opener against Cleveland in come from behind fashion after a tough start from Maeda which isn't encouraging but um Lost tonight. Couldn't get the offense going. Um, overall, though, in the Texas series, the Twins scored seven runs, scored 12 runs, scored six runs, and scored seven runs. And that's not the Twins team that we've seen for most of the year. The offense is low-key cooking. And then last night, 10 against the Guardians. Today, two. You know, fell back to earth a little bit, but the offense, 
low-key cooking. Now, is the pitching cooking like it was? No, it's not. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, obviously, like, take all this with a grain of salt because we've seen what the Twins do this year and especially the second half of the year. When they get a little bit of success, they drop two or three to a really bad team. They get swept by the Royals, you know, lose three or four to the Detroit, you know. That type of thing has been happening a lot. So take what I'm about to say with a little bit of a grain of salt. I think the Twins are finding their identity just a little bit. And it's really exciting um, because it's centered entirely around young players. Royce Lewis, back-to-back Grand Slam, or not back-to-back, Grand Slams and back-to-back games. Um, Really getting the team back in both of those games because of that. Um, Julian's been great. Walner's been great. Um, The young guys have been contributing at a at a clip far greater than expected this early. And maybe we expected it from Royce Lewis, to be fair, because he had hit in the, at the big league level before. He just gets injured a lot. Um, and Austin Martin's currently tearing it up in AAA, and we don't really have a spot for him because of how well these guys have been playing. Um, but, yeah, I think I said originally on my Twins, the first episode of this pod ever, that this Twins team is more likely going to be surprised by how good the young players are than they are to really excel because of the pieces that are in place. I told, I said that that type of thing might happen. I certainly did not think it was going to happen this year. Um, and so it's exciting. And I think the more that the team embraces what is in front of us instead of, you know, Oh, we have to keep Buxton in the DH spot because he's Byron Buxton and we can't let him get injured. We can let him get injured at this rate. Like, put him in center field, give Julian the DH spot, you know. Let's play Royce Lewis and Solano and, you know, uh, Polanco if we have to because we have that DH spot available. That type of thing um, is where I think we should be going. Really lean into, like, this is the core of the team now. If you're not a part of it, prove that you, you know, should still play. Um and yeah, it's exciting. Four and two last week. These guys leading the way as always. The pitching is a problem, and like I said last week, the bullpen's not good enough. Um, but you no, know, you know this rate. I think they're up by six games at this point. Um, the magic number, I believe, is twenty-two. That's, it's way too early to be talking magic numbers, but I think it's 22 or 23. Um, they're going to win the division, knock on wood, in case something crazy happens. And I'll, and I'll be legitimately excited to see some of these young pieces in a playoff series, even if it doesn't necessarily go well. Um, I'll be excited to see it for sure. Um, what other piece of news? Basketball. Talk, talking Timberwolves for the first time ever since the original episode of this pod. Because nothing really happened with them. But, and real quick, this we don't need to spend a lot of time on it because frankly I haven't been watching. But it seems as if Anthony Edwards is going off in the FIBA World Cup. Um, saw a couple stat lines out there. 30 point triple double, stuff like that. Don't know if that's even true. But 
I've seen that he's going off. I'm getting vibes from the FIBA World Cup that Anthony Edwards is going off, um, which is great because I've said that the Timberwolves are going to go as far as Anthony Edwards can carry them or as long as he's here. Um, something like himself calling himself the Kobe of the FIBA World Cup team this year, which is great because we need him to be alpha, alpha dog over guys like Tyrese Halliburton because that's the type of guy that he's going to have to dominate for the next 10 years. Um, so, yeah, all good out of there. Um, that's the last news. Let's get to looking at the loon, the Mason Opine, call it loon Mo, whatever his name is. Um, let's look at that interview. Talking our fantasy football teams and a little bit of Ryder Cup. This commercial break is sponsored by Old Classic Dude Wipes. All right, we welcome in uh, Mason Opine to the Internal Show. Got in trouble by the bosses for calling him Loon Mo because he's not a real moon. But um, very welcome all the same to the, to the uh, what's the name of the show, Internal Show. Um, just here to talk about our fantasy league, um, which is about half loons and half other people. I mean, we all grew up together, but um, half loons. And then Ryder Cup picks after that. So let's get right into it. Loon Mo. Suck it, Loon Beast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> run me through your fantasy team. We have yeah, last yeah we, we did have the draft last night. I had the 10th pick out of 10. Um, and it, and side note, 10th year of the league. I mean, we've had some interchangeable first right, first couple That's years. Crazy. We've been uh, pretty steady here the last, the last what, six years or so. Um, definitely like the last six years, but like even most people are in the same from like eight years on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We had some controversy this year though. <laughs> We've had some turmoil. Uh, we don't, we don't have to dive too deep into that, but uh, Rip John, um, uh, yeah. he's, he's a goner. I don't know. But, but we have an upcomer that, that drafted well last night. So um, as for my team, uh, with the 10th pick, I took Nick Chubb, um, great runner in the league, always good in fantasy, followed that up with A.J. Brown. Just think the Eagles are going to be uh, the team to beat this year. So um, to round out the rest of the squad, though, not going into when they were drafted, uh, wide receivers include Amari Cooper and Drake London. Uh, Travis Etienne is my RB number two. And then James Connors, my flex with Pat Fryermuth. Uh, the bench includes Marquise Brown, Rashad White, Zay Flowers, Jacoby Myers, Mostert. And then with my last uh, pick before a kicker, I took Jamison Williams. Going to sit on him for six weeks. Going to see what happens after that. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm a little skeptical of it, but he did oh, uh, have a 41-yard t- touchdown in his first game back last year. So Yeah, we'll always have that against the Vikings. Um and then my quarterback, just my quarterback. He's he's uh, from my favorite college, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, huge Duke football fan here. Jesus, um, how are you? How do you feel overall? Overall, I think it could have gone a little better. Obviously, they doing some mocks. It goes a little different. The computer drafts a little um, more how you think people should draft in our league. You get some you get some wild. Yeah. 
kicks every once in a while. So that kind of changes up the momentum a little bit. Um, I, th- I had a lot of mocks where DK fell to me at the 3-4 turn. So I was kind of hoping that was going to happen. I'd like DK this year, but didn't happen. So, um, but there's a couple other players. I think it's exciting. A lot of upside, um, but low floors as well. We'll see. We'll see. You never know with these things. Yeah, I'm looking at, I don't love Daniel Jones. So that, I mean, that is what it is. But, um, guys put on some muscle this year, though. Okay. Yeah. You know, he's good. Um, other than that, I, I like the team, honestly. Um, I think wide receivers are looking great. And yeah. Drake London gets a lot of targets. They're all number one guys in their offenses, which is great. So I'm a big uh, running back wide receiver guy. And then you got a lot of those. You're a tight end. I'm good. I tried to get my four there. Um, with and then Mostert, he's kind of a whatever. But James Conner, a lot of people sleep on him in fantasy. As long as yeah, he doesn't get injured, gross. he's usually pretty relevant. Um, but but, but right. overall, I think it's a good squad. Yeah, I agree. I'll go over mine. It's much better. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'll just go from top down. I don't remember where I've got to everybody. Quarterback Justin Fields, wide receivers Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel. Those are the Dude. starting three. Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones at the starting running backs. Dallas Goddard at tight ends. Right now I'm starting Brian Robinson in the flex. I, that'll be Alvin Kamara hopefully when he comes back. But benches, Alvin Kamara, Samaj P. Ryan, Traylon Burks. Jeff Wilson Jr. had to remember his first <laughs> Holy, name. Well, hesitation Jeff there. Wilson Jr. <laughs> Love that pick for me. Um, Romeo Dobbs. And Kendrick and a cuff and a cuff. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with him. I don't know if he pops. Yeah. He pops, and if he doesn't, I'll drop him. Which it's a good lineup, Williams. Um, Cameron Dicker's my kicker. Um, oh shoot, yeah, kickers. I forget about kickers. I'll probably drop him in the next day or two. Um, <laughs> I noticed my team's really old. Like you, you do have an old squad. All my starters are guys that have been around for a year or two at this <laughs> point, which usually means that half of them are going to disappear. Um, you got exactly what I kind of told myself not to do, but it is what it is. I think um, both of us here we we have interesting are looking at the dynamic, like who the teams they play for. The the teams could go either way, and that's usually what they say is draft players on good teams, and and the teams are teeter totter this year so uh Ram yeah, especially Eagles. yeah i got the I eagles got like you have San Fran, but and the Bengals. even and though Justin i don't Fields is bad i'm a little bit he's he's he says he's, he's he says he's going off this year so a lot of we'll upside there i went for consistency everywhere else that's one of my main things in fantasy is just get dudes that are gonna do it every week but that's right Fields is a big sort of if he pops he's gonna go crazy type of guy um, all right, let's move into um, a team that you are afraid of from our league and a team that you're very not afraid of from our league. Yeah. Let's start with the one you're afraid of. I think uh, the one I'm afraid of, we are kind of going through it. It's kind of tough. I think it's going to be a very competitive league this year. No one's really standing out. I mean, you see projections, and but those are – who cares yeah, about those really last i guarantee you i will not or second <laughs> to last i guarantee you i'll not be second to last right but i think newcomer uh uh sam sam peters there he comes into the league gets the fifth pick um drafted a pretty well-rounded squad josh allen tyree kill deontay johnson 
Yeah. Jordan Addison, who knows? Wide receivers there could use some work. Um, but Derrick Henry, Jameer Gibbs, Henry's a beast. Gibbs, who knows? He might get vultured on the goal line. So that kind of um, – Brees Hall was a stud through the first six weeks last year. We'll see. Kyle Pitts, I'm out on Kyle Pitts. but I'm so uh, out, actually. Javante Williams, who knows? It looks like he's pretty healthy. Getting help more, you know, more and more healthy as the the years beginning. Um, Cooks got him late. I I remember him getting him super late. That was a good value pick. He's got two on the bench. He did draft two quarterbacks, so I guess I'm you yeah. know a guy that has two quarterbacks and, and two quarterbacks. Which I yeah, know. I guess I guess I'm, I, I should maybe not be too scared because he drafted a backup tight end and a backup quarterback. So we got no, we got no depth. Well, <laughs> I like the dudes he chose. I just don't like what he did. Yeah, yeah. Chose, but. You know, it is what it is. It's a good team, though. I think um, he'll do well, and I. But everybody's around the same. I think this he's year, a, but, um, a competent brain. As much as we roast Luke Sam Peters, he's you think like, he, he's he not does an know. absolute stupid person, and he's replacing <laughs> an absolute stupid person. Um, but but a stupid a person crazy, that won the league and a crazy psycho at that. Yeah, um, that's tough. But it is what it is. Um, the team I'm afraid of is my own boss and I'm not choosing that because he's my boss, but um Loon Beast. So but before we get into his lineup here, we do need to to mention in the last two years he's won a, about three games. Loon Beast has not been good. Uh, he's been to be fair, he's been unlucky. I think he's had he hasn't games. he hasn't taken last, but he has been the has and the worst right record. Up, right down there, I guess. <laughs> um what's his name again? Saquon Saquon Killer. <laughs> Uh, tough name, tough name. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to change that. I can just picture him saying that and it being funny <laughs> when he said it out loud, but I don't. Saquon Killa. All right. He's got Burrow, Diggs, Higgins, McLaurin, Barkley, Najee Harris, Dalton Schultz, Chris Godwin. I like all of them except Dalton Schultz, but you can't have everything. Um, Dalvin Cook is interesting off the bench. Judy Penny, interesting. Quentin Johnson. I like a, I like a rookie wide receiver because they can sort of surprise come out of nowhere type of thing. Damian yep. Harris, I don't care about, but can't hit everything. Sky Moore, I also don't care about. But <laughs> um top of the bench, I think, is pretty, pretty good. Bottom uh, half. Yeah. Really Not good so top, much. like well, good starting lineup, and then top like three bench guys, four bench mm-hmm. guys, even if one of them pops. So like that's top I like the first 12 picks, you maybe. So um that being said, Lumbista isn't historically recently isn't very good. So mm-hmm. Recently, he is I a league also, champ. I also been true, another league champ. By the way, both league champs here. We don't need to talk about my record in the finals, especially against. If Louisville. oh, are you saying that because I beat you twice in the finals? Yeah, that's part that we don't need to talk about. We don't um, need to talk about it, but I've been to more finals than you, so it is what it is. That's fair, but every time I make it to the playoffs, I have one. Is that true? Never I think I have a third. Playoffs. I do think I have a third in there, but um, I'm two for three, I think. Once you make the playoffs of winning it. Well, I think I've only missed the playoffs twice, and I've won it once. Made the finals five that times. Sounds like LeBron. Yeah, I am LeBron, which he's the greatest <laughs> of all time. So it is weird. Okay, besides that point, we don't need to get into that um, today. I feel like last two years, though, I've been like, oh, Loon Beast's team is good, and then he's not good. So um, <laughs> that could be exactly what's happening. The injury right bug. I think the injury bug's gotten him 
the last couple of years. Kind of historically too. I remember Jordy Nelson. We drafted him like I remember early, back in the day we used we to draft early like August before preseason. And he tore his ACL. Like an absolute wide receiver one. Um tell me a team that you are not scared of. Oh, well, I and I we went over this in the poll yesterday. Even though I picked Sam Peters as the the team I might be a little scared of. Um this guy here. In 10 years, he hasn't won a dime from the league. He has been an absolute donation. I mean, just shelling out money for this. This is historically so, terrible. Um, he doesn't really even draft his team. I think he converses his dad with his dad a little bit. Um, he's got a good one-two punch right at the top. It's Jacob Honnell, Loon, Honk. Um, he's got Patty and JJ. He's got Patty and JJ. We doxed him. <laughs> we doxed him. That's all right. We're doxed. Oxen, everybody. Um, we got Patty, Jay Jettas. It's a, it's a great – I mean, you have the best wide receiver in the league. You have the best quarterback. Christian Watson, Chris Kirk, out. This is where it's actually what the heck. <laughs> this is where it gets tough for him. Uh, Damian Pierce, Khalil Herbert. The guy took Jonathan Taylor in the third – and we just found out today he stayed on on the pup, and he's out the first four weeks. About who knows? Twelve hours gonna, later, we found that out. Who knows if he's going to play a down this year? We don't really know. He's he's trying to get more money. Um, so he's got Pierce Herbert, Ken Walker in the flex, Darren Waller. I do like Darren Waller this year. Um, I think Danny Dimes is going to throw it to him a lot. He's got Bateman, Slant God, Jalen Warren. Devin a chain and KJ Osborne. Not a lot of great depth there. I like Devon A chain. But I also they got a lot of running backs. So better. You have um, I have a Miami back running back. back. You have a Miami running back. And okay. we said the only other one. One of them is gonna be sick, and you just gotta hope you have the right one. Um I didn't realize how bad it was. I remember last year or last night sitting in the draft being like that was a bad pick. By Jake, that was a bad pick. By Schmidt, I mean, that was a bad. He kept looking in the zoom, and he kept grabbing his head after the after the picks. There, I think he was having some inner. When you got two, when you got another guy telling you who to pick it, but you don't really trust that pick. But you're and you're picking it because now it's it's bad. It, I mean, he could have the best team in the league, and he'll still find a way oh, to do that. Yeah. And he already has a bad team, so you know. He's going to have to rely on Patty and, and Jetta. Khalil Herbert and Christian Kirk and Christian Watson, just relying on them like that. I just uh, It's kind of gross. It is um, kind of gross. It's actually very gross. But also, he started the quarterback run. It's just an all-time rookie move. He um, did, sir. <laughs> just, yeah. Also, he, he doesn't get credit for drafting Justin Jefferson at all. Um, that's you know, No credit. He's he trade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Um. Yeah. As yeah, there's did one other the team. First there. Pick? Did he like flip with? He Wixo? did. The Wixo had the first pick, and they traded picks. Yep. Because Wixo wants Christian McCaffrey, which he wanted Christian McCaffrey, but I think he knew that he had to take Justin Jefferson if he was the number one, so he gave himself an out to take Christian McCaffrey. All right. Credit to the credit to. He's a 49ers fan. Yeah, he he probably wanted his guy. Um. 
All right. I'm least afraid of Schmidt's team, but I'll pick a second team that I'm also not afraid of. And that is currently titled Big Chubb. There's three teams in our team in our league that are Chubb Chubb something. Um, <laughs> the only one person can on Nick Chubb. Um, this is Loon Andy. Um, a lot of interesting picks here. The brain trust of the operation um, <laughs> in this league for sure. I'll just read it real quick. Anthony Richardson at quarterback. That's a dice roll if, if I've ever seen one. DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen. Actually fine there. Don't have any worries. Nope. Tony Pollard to Cam Akers is a huge question mark. Travis Kelsey is good. Isaiah Pacheco, we'll see. Um, this is where it gets weird. Um, Mike Evans, Zach Charbonnet, drafting a backup tight end. We have Travis Kelsey and David Njoku, all-time <laughs> stupid. Um, Dak Prescott, who? Dion, I think it's Dion Jackson. Dion Jackson, I've never heard of him in my life. Odell Beckham, Dion Carson. Um, Obviously, I mean, it's not. He's it's, not as bad as Jacob Fancy, honestly. Um, he has won four. He has not is, won. He has not won. Well, he has he has won money. Sorry, he's, he's won he's money. Won. He has not won. He's been in the finals. He's been in the final. Who beat him again in the final? Like I think uh, Loon Beast beat him. Loon Beast, oh, thank God. Um, I feel like. It's, it's it's looking it's at made it worse by the fact that he was trying to trade Travis Kelsey the entire draft yesterday. Like somebody would yeah. pick, literally Devonte Smith would get picked and he said he would do it straight up. You'd be like trade me straight up for Travis Kelsey when you. It, I mean, if that was the case, just draft Devonte Smith in the first round. I um, agree. Just all it, time wide receivers are good. I do like his wide receivers. I think he's got a good core there. Um, even Mike Mike Evans on the bench isn't that bad. Um, even though it's Baker, but if you get he's decent, just, he's wasting picks. He, he's like you don't need Njoku at all. You have a whole other no. pick you there. Yeah, whole and other it's pick you could have instead of Dak Prescott. And it's not 2015, and so Odell is irrelevant. Right, and, <laughs> and you know he's going to trade away his team for nothing, and you just got to hope that you're the one that gets traded to. I um, I can imagine Kelsey will be gone off of his team this year. To be fair. That dude grinds the waiver wire and like nobody else. Another guy that will never take last because of how much grind he puts on. Literally. He's always in the mix. Um, but he's also dumb. If he was smart <laughs> and grinded, he would win the league every year. But he's dumb. <laughs> he might. All right. Anything else? Any uh no, should be a fun year. It's always this league's always fun. It's always the banter, the chirping. I'm gonna uh, get second again. We have a newcomer. Yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of pressure on him to do well. I feel like there's honestly, maybe this shouldn't go on the pod, but I, I'm like, I, I feel no pressure having him in. You know, I feel like he's like a good, like I'm happy that he's here. So I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Get rid, no, I'm all the pressure. What we got, so I don't. I'm not gonna like cook him at all. I agree. I agree. I think. Do you think? Do you think he make makes money before before Loon Honk? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Makes money is that's gonna be crazy. Today we retire from the twins. It's kind of like the twins, Loki haven't won the playoffs. Haven't won a playoff game in however many years. All right, let's get to the Ryder Cup. For um, sure, picks came out this morning. This is Tuesday night still, so picks came out this morning. Um, 
the captain's pick settings. Do you have them up to read them off? Because I'm trying to find them right now. Yeah, I, I can read them off. It was uh, Sam Burns, uh, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, uh, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas. And that's obviously on top of the guys that were picked before. That's on top of uh, Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantlay, and Xander Shoffley, and Max Homa. Yeah, so um, Moonmo is a golf expert and a very good golfer himself. Um, what are we thinking about the whole team, but also about the picks that were announced today? Just general thoughts. Yeah, I think um, specifically picks today before whole team, really. Fine with all of them. Two questionable ones. Um, I was a little, I, obviously, Justin Thomas is the the shining factor there of, of surprise moves. Um, never, No, I think a lot of people thought he wasn't going to be there. Hasn't been playing well. Um, and then Sam Burns. I was a little bit shocked Sam Burns made it. Ryder Cup rookie this year. Um, but kind of had some notes. He was the match play winner this year. I think that went into a big um, thing of why he was picked. He won that, that WGC match play this year. Um, and Justin Thomas, he's just a Ryder Cup guy. You know, I, I'm not disappointed. There's some guys that you maybe wanted to see because you don't know if they'll get another chance to make it on one of these things. Um, I really had two names there that I was a little bit shocked that maybe didn't hear one of them, Keegan Bradley and Lucas Glover. Um, especially Lucas Glover might be the only chance he gets to make one of these teams. Um, so, but looking at, you know, last week, Sam Burns, 66, 66, 71, 67. So playing well, he's also 11th in strokes gained putting. I think putting is the biggest um, stat that goes in the Ryder Cup. You got to be able to putt well there. Um, and Lucas Glover is kind of on the opposite side of that 156 on tour in putting. And you can watch some old videos of him missing two footers and not even sniffing the hole, which is not good for being a professional golfer, even though he won two out of the last three weeks. So, um, those are the two guys that I thought maybe you'd see one of them. Keegan. Uh, playing well this year, kind of sputtered off late. Two wins. He's 21st in putting, so he's up there as well as a good putter. But I think it was between him and JT, so I would imagine Keegan got that tough first phone call um, from yeah. Captain Johnson there that he wasn't on the team. So um, those are the big things. The only other thing I had, you know, obviously Ricky Fowler, excited to see him back on there. Love, love Rick. Jordan Spieth, obviously, phenomenal player. Morikawa's playing well as of late. Um, Brooks, be interesting to see who they play, uh, match him with, with his partner. Um, just being a live guy. Um, but I, I, a match I'd love to see is Brooks versus Rory on Sunday singles. PGA Tour versus Live Golf. I think it'd make huge headlines. That'd be electric. They gotta script that one. Um yeah, I, I agree with you on the Keegan Bradley thing. I I like wanted him to be on the team. I maybe more is because like 
I just kind of like the guy, but um, I feel like it's kind of a good story that he disappeared for a while and now is back and all this stuff. Um, yeah. And I heard an interview on a competitor's podcast that he like really wants to be on the Ryder Cup and kind of he loves the Ryder not. Cup. Who doesn't? But, um, yeah, exactly. The Justin Thomas thing, I feel like people say shit like, oh, he's like, he's going to turn it on in the match play. He's going to whatever. <laughs> he's just really not good at golf right now. And I don't know how much you can turn on when you can't qualify yeah. through the 3M Open and the whatever else it was. After I that. agree. Yeah. So I, I think um, the one thing he has going for him is match plays a little different where you don't have to think about your score as much. You can just kind of go out and swing it. So maybe that, and you know, I have a little note here that he's going to have to rely on whoever he's paired with, whether that's, whether that's Jordan. I know he, they've, they've played a lot together. Um, I know him and Ricky are good buds. If, if they're ever paired together, um, he's going to have to rely on, I think if they ever, he might have to go play with one of those top six guys that are playing well um, and rely on, rely on that. Um, heard a stat today that, the U.S. hasn't won on foreign soil since 1993, so um, it's been a while. I think this team obviously can do it. They obviously went in at Whistling Straits and and smoked them, um, but they get to set up the Europeans get to set up the golf course this year, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think um, the other interesting thing is like. I feel like a lot of the news about when it was released was like, oh, Brooks Kepka made the team. I was like, <laughs> he like, was seventh in points, I think. Um, does anybody not think that he was going to make the team? Like, I, I, right, obviously better than the dudes around, you know. Yeah, I mean, he has to won the PGA. I think Scotty Scotty Scheffler did have a good point of like, if you, I think he missed it by like twenty nine thousand dollars because I think it's a thousand dollars per point or however the points work there. So if he played one one tour event this year, he would have probably been on the team. So just comes to show that that it's tough to get those Ryder Cup points on live. But if you win a major, you're you're obviously boosted up there a little bit. So alrighty, well, uh, team looking good. Um, it's yeah, a lot to beat them in their own place. It is going to take a lot. We haven't seen Not the European that Europe team has been playing insane too recently so um, yeah we haven't seen the captains fix yet i'm not really sure when they pick um i think i think with them it's it's not as much depth but you need your top guys to to win matches there um and hopefully like weirdo loser is just really good in europe and then that's true there's always one guy you know yeah Yeah. when is the Ryder cup I Ryder Cup is now, the but... last weekend of September, so we're looking at like 29th, 30th, and 1st or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. We have, you know, like Brian Harmon, Wyndham Clark. Who knows? Wyndham playing well this Even year. He's tournament. Yeah, it's, break, deep it's, end, his, yeah. it's his breakout year. So, Brian Harmon, I have no idea. That little lefty had I hate Brian Herman. Waggling all over, they're gonna cook him. He's gonna waggle his golf club so many times. Oh, they're gonna cook him in Italian. And then I think uh, Max Holmes is the only other rookie with Sam Burns too. Those are the four rookies. Um, 
Ricky Fowler, fifth Ryder Cup. He's like a vet now. Fifth Ryder Cup. Yeah. It's not a lot. It is. And he's he's not too old yet. So that's a lot of cups for him. People forget how good he was when he was young. Yeah. And now he's how back. Early he popped into it. Yeah. He's back. Not playing as well as earlier in the year, but but still still playing well. So we'll see. There's some guys on the European tour though playing or the European team playing really well. Obviously FedEx Cup champ, Victor Hovland. Um absolutely smoking the field last week. I mean, just absolutely dialed. Um Rory Rom, even Fleetwood's playing well. He's knocking on the door. Um Tyrrell's playing well. Um, that's where it starts to fall off. End of that. That's where it starts to fall off. Just Bobby pulling Mack, up. Sepp Straka, you know. Sepp Straka playing interesting, but um, who else you got? You got Shane Lowry. He's kind of a Ryder Cup guy now. You know, I think last year, last time was his first, um, first one. But yeah, Robbie Mack. Who else we got in there? Oh, Fitz Fitzpatrick, who played yeah, well. Played well last week. He's kind of turning his game around. Justin Rose, I heard I heard some speculation that he's going to make it, even though he's not playing too well. But he's kind of one of those backbones you might need. So I think we're winning on names, but we don't. Winning on names, but but setting up that golf course is so huge. on names. But, yes, exactly. You know, on paper, they, they obviously out, they outperform, but. It's all about making I like I said, it it's the putting and it's all about making putts. It depends if, if they can make putts, they'll win. Um but it also you gotta hit and play to give yourself chances to make those putts. And usually that's what Europe does is they, they set it up to take the driver out of Americans' hands. That's what they did they back get it as far as us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they don't and they don't hit those irons as straight as Europeans apparently because they get in that you know it's always a little windier the weather's a little bit tougher up on the lower yeah the other side of the sea there so um we'll see it'll be interesting it's obviously one of the best events every every two years um I, you know how lucky is it for the U.S. they get to not only go play the Ryder Cup but then the next year they just get to do it all again in the Presidents Cup I mean. I would Does be. Anybody, how, how much do you care about the Presidents Cup? Because I care almost <laughs> not at all. I I enjoy watching it. You know what's going to happen. I I do think that one of these times it's going to be close. It's well, going to be Adam Scott and a bunch of Quans every like. <laughs> but like, you like, got like Tom Kim. Tom Kim's a fiery guy. Siwoo, Siwoo, don't Sanjay. forget about Siwoo. I'm throwing disrespect on all these these guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll um, see. I who knows, but. But that's that's the year down the way. We're looking at the Ryder Cup. We're looking at Marco Simone or whatever the golf course is called in Italy. Yeah. It's going to be sick. It's a great event. I always love waking up at like 4 a.m., 2 a.m. to to watch those matches because you have to get up at the – you got to go to bed early to get up. Um, I'll probably be staying up to watch it. You might. Course. Yeah. You might have to. Alrighty. Uh, any uh, any last takes to get off? No, I don't think so. I appreciate you having me on the pod. So we had we had some great talks about the Ryder Cup upcoming. Obviously, we have a fantastic fantasy football season uh, upcoming as well. So, um, Just a lot of good stuff happening. We got we got football coming back. 
We got the last big golf event. We got we got sports coming back. We're, you know, we're in the we're baseball season, back. but nobody really watches baseball. We got hockey coming. We got we got the Vikes. So we'll see the what you know. I saw Marcus Foligno throughout the first pitch uh, at the Twins game a couple of days ago. So That's uh, the guy. I barely know who that is. Not a hockey guy. He plays for the Wild. Obviously, I got, I got that part. Teammates with the kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. But no, that should be it. Thanks for coming on. Alrighty, post game time. A little bit, uh, something different for the post game this week. Didn't really have anything uh, crazy notable happen or any takes to fire off. So uh, we're gonna do something a little different. Um, I feel like on this pod, I, I give myself a lot of a lot of shit, and I also take a lot of shit for how bad I am at sports. You know, I, we had the whole uh, pickleball by the girl that friends on me. That's why I don't like pickleball. Maybe. Um, I'm really bad at golf, get cooked every now and then about how I didn't play sports, you know, all, all that stuff. So instead, this week for the post game, I'm just going to hype up my sports, my sports capabilities just, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go through the best moments of my athletic career by sport. Um, from most impressive to least impressive probably yeah and again these are not going to be that impressive it's more of a let's all laugh at me more but anyway um under the guise of hyping me up for how good i am all right golf i would say right now that golf is the sport i'm best at only because it's the only one i really play still I can, like, run around and look like I'm doing something in basketball. Um, but I'm not going to be putting up a lot of numbies. Um, in any other sport, if you throw me out there, I'm going to look completely hopeless. The only other sport I played other than basketball at any sort of organized level was baseball. And I could – I mean, I haven't swung a bat. I've swung a bat, like, once in the past, like, ten years at this point. And – it was for a softball game that I I don't think I got on base for. So anyway, um, golf is the best sport I play right now. My best moment in it, shot an 83 about five months ago. So again, not great, not perfect, but um, 83 is not bad. And I was playing alone in, in uh, Florida. Pretty easy course, I'll be honest. If you're hitting the ball straight, you can hit it a mile. Or if you're hitting the ball straight, you don't need a lot of distance to feel like you're hitting it a mile because there's some very short. It's a very short par fours, some reachable par fives, etc. The par threes are real. They're legit. They're a good 200 yards, most of them. Um, or like I think one's 170 and two of them are around 200, and then there's like one that's 130 or something like that. So, you know, they're legit. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was dialed. 83 best round of my life by far my ne- my next best round was an 88 i think at that same course um and because i was playing by myself i just zipped through there caught up to somebody who was also playing by himself so i joined him for the last three holes he asked me if i was a college golfer which i mean i did go par par birdie to finish for like the three holes that i was with him so like i mean that's good but like 
buddy must have never actually seen a college golfer swing the swing the club before. You know, I do not look like a college golfer at all, at all. Um, but credit to me, you know, par par birdie to finish. Hit a couple good drives. Buddy thinks I'm a college golfer. It is what it is. Um, actually had to put it put for eagle on 18 but the course is so like shitty that there was like a massive crater i was like on the fringe and the pin was front right i was on the front right fringe great look at it but the like the line between the fringe and the actual green was just like a crater and it just like bounced and like stopped it was kind of kind of bullshit but um 83 is an 83 still birdied that hole to finish the round guy still thought i was a college golfer that's probably my most impressive sporting achievement of all time. That's a little bit sad, but, you know, it is what it is. Next most impressive. My freshman year of high school, I played baseball. I was on the freshman team. So, again, we're not, I'm not, you know, I'm not playing JV. I'm not sitting the bench on varsity. None of that. I'm playing the freshman team with all the other freshmen. So a lot of people that, uh, I hadn't played baseball to be fair, to be fair. I hadn't played baseball since fourth grade at this point. Um, I was just like, Oh, I'll play again. Like, see what happens. And then I played, um, and I won offensive play of the year. So credit to me. I'm really good at freshman year baseball. I probably bat like two fifty, but that was better than most people on that team. Um, and the actual best hitter won MVP of the team, and they didn't want to vote him for multiple things at the time. I think people were just surprised that I even batted 250, you know, because I had never played before, basically. Um, the next year I played, like, JV and sat the bench all year and probably, bat, probably batted under 200, and the appearance I had made a 1,000 errors in the outfield. So that was, you know, short-lived, but for that for that one brief brief year there i was cooking with gas on the baseball diamonds also i was still making 100 errors in the outfield that year like my freshman year still making 100 errors in the outfield but when you bat when you you know batting clean up in the lineup driving in runs you know it is what it is you know and by the way i think the slugging percentage was basically nothing it was like 250 with all singles like i'm luis arias but with 10% less success. Um, but yeah, or like a hundred points off the average. That's not 10% less success. That's would be something else, whatever. All right. So here's where we, we really start having to grasp at straws. Um, basketball. I played basketball my eighth grade year and my freshman year. And that's it played pickup for like ever played church league ball all that stuff um but only played organized basketball my freshman year or my eighth grade year my freshman year and i was not good um it was not even like a little bit aggressive out there just sort of running around hoping the ball didn't come to me that type of thing scared to make a mistake that type of thing but there was one moment, summer gym class. I'm just, let me set the scene. Let me set it. This is a good story. Summer gym class after my freshman year. So I, at this time, 
never was going to play organized basketball again. Didn't know that at the time. Summer gym class freshman year. After my freshman year, before my senior year. having I had to take summer gym because I was a little nerd that took a bunch of AP classes and had to like travel to different schools to do that, that. And so there was no time in my schedule to take gym during the year. But I had to take gym. Um, and so summer gym is also um, where all the girls that don't want to get their hair sweaty or like their hair wet when they do the swimming unit, That's they all go in there. So the gym class was like four dudes and approximately like 20 girls maybe like 25 it was like primarily girls um so anyway we are it was the basketball unit for the summer gym and whoever the teacher was like split the group up into like teams he split the group up into like teams of 10 and he, and he picked like a captain for each team, of t- like two captains for each group of 10 and, they were, and then draft a team of five and play five on five, whatever. Um, I was the only person on that team or in the gym that had played basketball on the boys team. I wasn't good on the boys team, mind you. I was on the B team, whatever. Absolutely was not good. But I was the only person, I was the only boy in the gym who had ever played basketball in any kind of organized fashion. And I was not a captain, which I don't think, like, I wasn't assigned to be a captain. I don't, and I don't think he picked the captains based on who was good or not. Maybe you just kind of picked captains. But I was not the first pick. I was, like, the fifth pick. I was I was on at that time I was on the basketball team and I was the fifth pick in summer gym class. And in uh verbal meme Michael Jordan and I took that personally. I um scored the first 17 points of the game. Or at least the first 17 points for my team. I think it was like 17 to 5. Um Again, I was not good at basketball, but in this moment, I like I knew, and obviously, I'm playing against little girls who doesn't don't want to get their hair wet. But in that moment, I felt what it was like to like truly go off in a way that I never felt in a real basketball game before. I scored the first 17 points a game. Did not pass once. Um, got what I wanted down low. Popped out, made a three or two. Um, which I don't shoot threes. That never, that's never been a thing. I can have never been able to shoot, but I was two for two on threes that night or that morning in summer gym. Um, yeah, so getting where, whatever I wanted down low, getting every rebound, every put back, you know, Dyson, Dyson girls on the fast break with the, the most basic of dribble moves, not even switching hands with it, just like a little in and out and shuffle the feet. And there I go. Um, Popped out and made a three or two. It must have only been one three because it was 17. And we, I wasn't shooting free throws. But made a couple J's. Definitely made a three. I remember I made a three. Um, and then was basically primed Dwight Howard in the paint. Um, once I s- sort of snapped out of that, I was like, oh, it's, it's 17 to five. 
I haven't passed the ball once. My teammates are like, what are you doing, dude? And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I was disrespected. First of all, that's what I was doing. But um, at that point, I did not take a shot for the rest of the game, and we still won by a million. So I would just get into position, pass the ball. The girl would smoke the layup, but next time they might make it, you know, that type of thing. Anyway, 17 unanswered points. Well, not unanswered, but 17 straight for my team. That's my best basketball achievement. Football. So I have two for football. Um, again, I've never played football. Uh, I'm 6'2", 160. It's not exactly football size. Um, but in elementary school, we had this game where it was basically tag. Well, it was like capture the flag, but like tag, and no, no shooting people. It's called capture the football. So, like, you, you cut off the top of a cone and put the put the football in the back of the gym. I'm explaining this horribly. Holy shit! Um, two teams on each side of the gym, line down the middle. The center court line of the basketball court was the dividing line between the two teams. In the back of each team's zone, there is a football sitting on top of a traffic cone that's been sawed in half so it looks kind of like a T. It's kind of like a Lombardi trophy, but like a traffic cone. Anyway, um, and it's just kind of like rested in the top of there. Anyway, you go get the football. I don't know if everybody that's listening to this like knows, and I'm just like explaining this for no reason, or if, how this game goes. Anyway, you try to run to the other side, get the football, bring it back, or throw it back. If you're on the other side, that team then can tag you. So the second you go into danger zone where the football is, you can be tagged, whatever. I used to love this game in elementary school. It was my favorite game of all time. Um, in one, like, half-hour gym class once, I scored seven touchdowns, which means I just captured the football seven times. Um, I think two were rushing and then, like, five were passing. There's this one girl who um, who had brothers. Her name was Faith By. People, some of the loons will know. Shout out Faith By. Do not come on the pod. I don't want to talk to you. Um, anyway, she had two brothers, and they used to like play football in the backyard all the time. So she was like good at catching a football, and nobody knew it. So I would just run into, run, grab the football, get into trouble, almost get tagged a bunch of times. And then just throw it up to Faith By, and Faith By would haul it in literally every time. And I was shocked every single time. Little little fourth grade me was like, there's no way that girl can catch the football. But then she caught it every single time. I was just, I mean, I, I mean, I was practically Michael Vick out there, you know, throwing off the, throwing off a one foot off platform, just looking for Faith By in the, in the end zone five passing touchdowns, two rushing, you know, I was, it was sick. So that's one of my football ones. The other one is in high school, me and some of the loons used to play, uh, football, like touch football, um, at my old elementary school. And we like wrote our own rules and had our own, like, we used to do this before every, every high school football game that we'd go watch cause we didn't actually play football. Um, Anyway, there was one time we were doing, we were just playing on a Saturday. It wasn't even before a, before a game. 
or so I don't even remember, but one of the actual football players from my grade, and, and um, this was a guy that we were hanging out at the time, with at the time, and heavy emphasis on at the time, um, who was one of the better football players in our grade all throughout, was like, at the, this was freshman year, I believe, he was, when we would blow out the other team, he would get in on varsity and just run around and get a couple tackles, just say he played as a freshman, all that stuff. Um, but he was playing, out there playing, uh, like, touch football with us. Um, and, like, to be fair to him, like, he, he was dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury, so he was hobbled. But I think I hung, like, five tutties on his head that day, just, like, running around him, running past him making catches over the shoulder that I never could make before or since. Like, half the time at, at Hawthorne, which is where we used to play this, um, just doxing myself and my family there, but um, half the time at Hawthorne, I would be, like, wide open. They'd throw the ball to me. I can't catch it at all. It's like that type of shit. Um, but this day, I, I mean, I was... I was, like... Deep threat Jacoby Jones mixed with Devontae Adams, mixed with Hunter Renfro. I was everything. Um, and then I thought that I was every single game after that, I thought that I was that good, and I was never that good again. But I would go after Loon, Loon Cooper every time, who was consistently the best Hawthorne player, and just get my ass kicked often. So um, there's that. But for that one day, I was, I was Calvin Johnson. Um. Alright, last one <clears throat> Soccer um, This ended up being a long post game um, Anyway, soccer Summer gym again Again, four, four guys 24 girls, whatever it is um, We were playing soccer outside I was the king of summer gym, by the way. I would go off every single night, every single morning against the four, the 40 girls and the four guys. Anyway, um, for the loons that know, the guys were Skylar Stevens, um, Josh Olson, and this dude named Lane. That was kind of weird. Um, and me. And I would go off every time. Anyway. The teacher was like, let's play soccer, but boys versus girls. So we're out in the field, four dudes. with one. We had one dude in goal. So it was basically one guy in goal and then three of us playing against just a bunch of girls. And I was prime messy. Um, I mean, I wasn't, but... I was just absolutely exhausted running around. We ended up drawing 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, but there was one moment where I got the ball. Just, I don't even know how to describe it. Just, like, passed it to myself, passed two random girls that were not doing anything. Um, then all the girls that were actually trying and were somewhat decent, like, tried to flock around me. Got off a shot with the left foot, hit the post. It was as close as anybody got to scoring. That's all. That, that's 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 my best soccer moment of all time. Again, not very impressive. Um, hockey. I've never played. I can't skate. So, 
Watch that out. The twins just lost. Bad news. You're going to hear that. We're going to have to talk about that in the beginning of the show that I haven't recorded yet. Lost Cleveland. Not good. Not good. Uh, anyway, that's post game. That's the show. Um, let's make it a little harder this time. The the emoji for the flag of Ghana. Let's see who can get that. Um, all right. See you.